Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. today that was not a personal teacher of mine, um, but was probably one of the most important. And I studied this person very intently for a lot of years and still do, still do. Um, this, this author, he, we lost him, we lost him in the, in the mid eighties, I believe he passed away, but he left, he left a, an incredible body of work. And the the he was it was introduced to me by my mentor um and probably is directly the result of me having the ability to read people so well and the reason for it is the study of the self i have never come across an author or a teacher that has the ability to help you study yourself Better than Vernon Howard. That's the author, Vernon Howard. And I wanted to give you a taste of it this morning. Um, that's why we're starting off with Know Thyself this morning. So if we go back to the early Greeks, Plato, Socrates, they, they instructed us to know thyself. A matter of fact, know thyself is carved into the Ark of the Apollo of Delphi. Um, it's a great maxim. And it is, it is really, I would say, probably the most important, like if you're coming from a place of self-improvement, you're coming from a place of your own enlightenment, it is the maxim. That's it. Know thyself. When you know yourself and you're not living in a lie, you know everything else. You understand everybody else. You understand what they're doing. You understand their intentions. You can tell when they're lying. You can tell when uh, you're buying into the world's bullshit. Um, it, it's like it lifts the veil. It lifts the veil because most of us are living in uh, an illusion, an illusion of our own making that keeps us safe. Now, way before the movie Silence of the Lambs came around uh, with Hannibal Lecter and his uh, very interesting uh, insight for Clarice, um, I was introduced to uh, Marcus Aurelius' first principles a long, long time ago. And the first principle of simplicity, along with um, Vernon Howard's work, if you study those two things, it's, it's unbelievable in what it'll teach you about yourself. But I warn you, <laughs> this comes with a warning, you have to be willing to look at yourself. You have to really be willing to look at yourself, and you really have to be willing to be very honest with yourself. So Marcus Aurelius' first principles is, um, the idea is basically this. Of each thing, what is it in itself? Of each thing, what is it in itself? So when you're looking at a complex problem, or even a problem that has multiple pieces to it, when you start to break it down to each separate thing and ask yourself, what is it in itself? You have the ability to go into the truth because the truth is simple. 
Lies and falsehood are complicated. You might want to write that down. The truth is simple. Steph and I have this thing between us and that we carry into everything. It's this basic question that's always in our mind. What is the truth in this? What is the truth in this? Everything else is complicated. The truth takes you to the core of the issue, the core of the problem, and generally how to fix it, how to change it. doesn't matter what it is. But you have to understand the truth. If you don't understand the truth, you have a big problem. And to really understand the truth, you have to know yourself. You have to know yourself. Even if, even if you continue to lie to yourself about something, if you say, I know I'm lying to myself about this, like I'm choosing to live in this lie, you know yourself. You know yourself. It's not, knowing thyself is not about being perfect. It's about knowing yourself, who you are, what you do, what your tendencies are, what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are. And really uncovering um, the things about us that are hidden, that control us. So I'm going to start off with um, The Power of Your Supermind by Vernon Howard. It's, um, it's one of his books, Power of Your Supermind. I've got several copies of this. I've got teaching copies, study copies. It's a great book. Now, here's the thing about Vernon. Vernon's a very, a very esoteric teacher. So you have to be willing to really stay in it, study it, not rush it, take different parts of what's going on in your life, different parts of who you are, different parts that you're looking into, and really just sit with them for a period of time and go over and over and over again until you break through and really start to see um, the stuff. So he starts, um, let's see, where are we here? Exterior moralities, preaching authorities, all are in vain. Just as Columbus dared to disprove the theory of the flat earth, a man must dare to prove himself wrong, then he is right. Now, if you just took that, right, and you worked on that for a year, prove yourself wrong and then you're right. So finding, finding what, what is he saying? He's saying if you take yourself and you go through your whole life, how you think, how you feel, what you do, how you interact with different individuals, how you interact with the things in your life. And you see where the wrongness is in what you're doing. And what I mean by wrongness, I don't mean like uh, wrong and like you're a bad person, but wrong from, from ignorance or misunderstanding or responding to something from a deep-seated uh, sense of having to be safe or having to be right, you know, whatever it might be. It would take you quite some time, and it should take quite some time to go through it. But this is what the student does. This is what the student of himself and, and of life does. Um, we suffer because we refuse to see the difference between truth and falsehood. Now think, think about that. People are always wondering why they suffer. Why is this happening to me? Like if you take the word suffer and you write down, how does that show up in my life? Well, if I'm unhappy, if I'm sad, if I'm depressed, if I'm anxious, if I'm in fear, I'm suffering. He's telling us what it is. 
right? He, this is Marcus Aurelius. This is simplicity. What is it in and of itself? Suffering, what is it in and of itself? Because we refuse to see the difference between truth and falsehood. He's also indicating when you see the truth, the suffering goes away. When you shine the light into the darkness, the darkness goes away. We have to be willing to see the truth. Um, most people run from the truth. They run from it. They don't want to see it. You'll see it when you're ready to see it. But if you don't ever open the door to your inner self to get to know yourself, you're never going to see it. Asking yourself, why am I reacting to this person this way? Why am I tolerating certain things in my life? Why am I staying in relationships that don't serve me? There's, we're not even on the same path. Like we don't even have the same values. Why do I put up with other people's behaviors toward me? Why do I choose to stay broke? Why do I want my business to be difficult? We suffer because we refuse to see the difference between truth and falsehood, between human fancy and spiritual fact. We close our eyes to the, to the inadequacy of our, present, um, of our present boots, which do not hide the pain. Suffering tries to teach the lesson. Look, you are not living according to reality because you prefer your illusions. To be happy, rid yourself of inadequate boots. Admit they hurt. Toss them out. Now you're ready for right ones, and you won't hurt anyone. Truth cannot and will not force itself upon anyone because the unnatural part of man always attacks and distorts an unwanted truth. We can only have what we actually want. Well, what have I been saying this since I started? Talking about desire? You have to really want it? What if your want is in conflict with your suffering? What if it's in conflict with your fear? What happens then? It's going to exacerbate the suffering, will it not? It's going to cause you to fail. Not that we say or think we want. This is why the true teacher never gives esoteric gems unless the seeker first asks. This principle of not trying to change other people is so very important to your own mental awareness and your own psychic health, if you would get that piece in you, I know some of you are, you, you, you're always wanting to help because it's part of your pattern in life. It's part of where you gain significance. It's, for some of you, it's part of your business. But you have to put yourself out there in the world in a way where if you come from chapter 14 of the science of it, uh, uh, getting rich, depression of increase, people will come to you and ask. You don't have to force yourself on people that are not asking. People that don't want to change never change. I'm kind of flipping around 
with stuff that I took some time. I was, I was marking some, uh, some paragraphs and stuff last night. So give me a second here. When man fails to get on it, it's usually because he's looking for solutions that don't exist. Looking for solutions that don't exist. Ask yourself if anywhere in your life you're looking for solutions that don't exist. Now, th there's, there's something interesting about that, right? You, you'd have to have the awareness that they don't exist. How would we know that they don't exist? They're violating the laws. People don't change if they don't want to. If you're in relationships and you seriously need the other person to change for you to be happy or for you to be in love or for you to make money or blah, 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 you know, just go right down the list. People don't change until they're ready to change. You can't change them. It's a, it's a solution that doesn't exist. If you're waiting for that one thing in your business, if you're waiting for the right client, the right atmosphere, the right break, you're the person that creates that. It doesn't exist without you. So you have to take something like that and really start to look. He says here, stand aside from yourself. He says, but all can be different. We can learn cosmic science. We can react rightly or wrongly to unpleasant contacts with people. Here's the supermind way for success. So he's, in this book, The Power of Your Supermind, he's really talking about your higher self and your, and your subconscious. That's what he's talking about. He said, stand aside from yourself and watch your reactions. This was the first, this is one of the first ways that I started to get to know myself. I would let myself have the reaction, no matter what it was, no matter how deplorable it was. But then I would watch myself have that reaction. It's also like, it's like using part of your mind to just observe what you're doing. And then when you're not in the reaction anymore, really sitting down and asking yourself, what the hell is that about? Going back to first principles, what is this in and of itself? Is it really the other person or is it me? Is it really the situation or is it me? Am I angry because of them or am I angry because I'm afraid? Don't resist, condemn, or seek to change the reaction, but quietly watch it come and go. You're also developing an inner power that eventually what ends up happening is those two things kind of switch places meaning that this inner power of you being calm becomes your truth. We must be able to take or leave people before we can take them beneficially. You want to write this one down. This one really helped me start to detach from certain people in my life. Because like anybody else, when I first started to grow, I realized, I woke up one day and realized, oh my God, I had all these people in my life that I created from my old self. And so many of them were toxic, but I didn't know how to let them go. And I didn't know how to not be manipulated by other people. First principles, what is it in and of itself? It's attachment. We must be able to take 
or leave people before we can take them beneficially. Otherwise, it's manipulation on both ends, I might add. On both ends, not just with them. Think about it like this. If you don't want somebody to leave your life, but you don't have the whatever, the courage, the insight, whatever, to, in, to actually let them go, you, mani- you manipulate them to stay. Even if you think the problem's with the other person, you manipulate them to stay. What do you not have to suffer to keep the respect of those people you dislike? Now, this came from uh, Frank uh, Fenelon. I'm never sure how to... How to um, uh, pronounce the name. I'll spell it for you. F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. Last name is F-E-N-E-L-O-N. Again, this is one of the, the greatest uh, little quotes that I've ever, like some quotes just like, they take you to another place, right? What do you not have to suffer to keep the respect of those people you dislike? Let that one sit in there for a little while. If you can find only 1% of valor in yourself and 99% timidity, that's just fine. Go ahead with just that much. To what little you have, more will be added. Do not be discouraged in your efforts to use obstacles for spiritual growth. Remember two things. One, the higher the barrier, the greater the opportunity for advancement. The higher the barrier, the greater opportunity for advancement. Number two, You are never asked to do the impossible, which means it is impossible to use and pass beyond every obstacle. Let me me get into this here. You are never asked to do the impossible, which means it is impossible to use and pass beyond every obstacle. If you don't, if you, if you don't either have somebody that asks you to do the impossible or you don't try to do the impossible. You will always be stuck by the barrier of something being impossible. Because as you think it is so, as you believe it is so. To be possessed of an energetic mind is not enough. The first requirement is to use it correctly. Let's wisely start with something to be remembered always. Obstacles do not exist in bothersome people, nor in domestic or business difficulties, nor in past failures, nor in anything else the like. Every obstacle exists within ourselves. What gain to grasp this? In a flash, you have narrowed your search down to the right place. You now know where you to direct your energies for practical work. Think about all the questions that you have in your mind about external things, things that are going on in the world, things that are going on in your family, things that are going on in your business, all the questions you have about the external world. Perhaps you're not seeing them correctly. That's why you have the questions. What if you looked inside and asked yourself, 
Am I seeing this correctly? Is there, is there something in this that is a lie that causes me to be in fear or confusion or not knowing, afraid to move forward? We fall victim to self-defeating thoughts and actions only because we do not see them as self-defeating. In our confusion, we even call them the exact opposite, such as labeling stubbornness as strength of character. You now, such as labeling, labeling stubbornness as a strength of character. You have known those who proudly declare, no one tells me how to think. That, of course, is fearful defensiveness indicating weakness. The fact is, everyone tells such people how to think. Though they are unaware of it, someday they must see the veracity that, that veracity is the only cure for whatever ails them. Cheerfully realize that barriers and negativities are self-destroying. What a, what a different man or woman you will be when you see this. When you quietly observe negativities, they flee from you like foxes from an alert farmer. Okay, here's, here's, a, here's a couple of good ones. I'll just throw them out there. You can write them down if you want. If we're not content without it, we will not be content with it. If we're not content without it, we will not be content with it. We talked about this the other day in, in somehow thinking that success is going to change the way that we feel or the way that we experience life as if it's a destination to have in our life to absolve the problems that we're experiencing. By permitting a confused society to tell us how to live, we also permit its confusion to punish us. Now, I would take that one and put it on a big piece of poster board and put it up in your house someplace. Because if we're not living that today in one of the biggest ways in our lifetime that we've ever seen, I mean... So many people are suffering because our confused society is trying to tell us how to live and what to think. The reason there is so much grief in the world is that neurosis is enormously aggressive. It is compelled to find targets. If we did not think that we were unhappy, we would not be. The craving for new and exciting experiences prevents discovery of what is real within man. Excitements are temporary, passing, and disappointing. But what is real is forever. If we are not alert, the physical body can deceive us into thinking that we have changed, when in fact, we have merely felt a strong sensation. That sensation will inevitably swing over to its opposite of dullness. There is another kind of excitement having no opposite. It is that of the supermind. That all he's saying is awareness. He's just putting his own brand on it. It, it. Awareness is what he's talking about. There is one true gate and a thousand false gates. The gate to the kingdom of truth is wide open for anyone to enter, but there are no flashing lights or promising signs. It's perfectly plain, without allurements. It appeals only to what is, what is real in the seeker, not to uh, excitable desires. If the gate glitters with man-made ornaments, do not enter. When enemy emotions fail to destroy a person, they themselves are destroyed. Like an attacking soldier who falls back from a high wall, 
The history of World War I records the tragic error of the British armored cluster Black Prince. In the darkness and confusion of the battle, it fell in with the German fleet that was um, the German, excuse me, German fleet thinking it was British. It discovered its mistake only when the Germans blasted and sank it. That is what happens to that is what happens when we unconsciously associate with enemy emotions, thinking them as friends. All forms of negativity are unconscious because they operate like thieves in a night. We are unaware of them. This applies to harmful emotions like discouragement and self-pity. We rise above them through conscious awareness of their presence. Consciousness has wings. You are wiser than you think. How deeply will you dig in order to expose and destroy a false sense of self? At the same depth, you will know genius. It is like digging away sandy soil in order to build on solid rock. Yes, there will be dry seasons when you feel that is just too much, that you have worked too long and too hard without reward. The discouragement is intensified by the desire to go back to your former low, lower level, but you know that you can never go back. You feel utterly trapped like a passenger who has left the sinking ship, but who has not yet sighted land. You are not only wiser than you think, but you know that you are wiser. That is the reason why man in trouble fights against every cosmic fact that could save him. His insight is the very reason he argues. His false self tries to protect its false position, like a thief tries to prevent the police from taking stolen goods. Let your higher self think for you. All right, I'll give you one more. We do not see the depth of badness in others because we do not first see it in ourselves. Now, really think. We do not see the depth of badness in others because we, we do not first see it in ourselves. We live in dream pictures of being pleasant, noble, and loving, while underneath we conceal some dreadful dragons. But awareness of our own badness sets us free, thus freeing us from others. Once free, we do not condemn the world's evil, but clearly understand it. We forgive others because we have first forgiven ourselves. Human wickedness results from man's psychic hypnosis and from his ignorance of his true nature. The only solution is for the individual to shake himself awake. To know thyself. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, Go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.